Hello, welcome to episode number 242 of the Apolog Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. I'd like to thank everybody for shopping on Amazon and supporting the show. You too can support the show by going to apolog.ca slash Amazon or apolog.ca slash US Amazon. You can do the old-fashioned way by going to apolog.ca, click on those banners located on the right side, locate your country, bookmark those links, and every time you shop on Amazon, use them to shop and support the show. It costs you no extra money. Thanks, everybody, for helping me out on Patreon. You can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash apolog. And Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Apolog is spelled A-P-O-L-O-G-U-E. Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees, and you can cancel at any time. Buy a t-shirt by going to apolog.ca slash shop. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Give it five stars, please. Like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Pod and follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Today on the show, I have Mr. Will McGurk, who is an old friend from years gone by. He uh, came up in the Oshawa scene as a fanzine, as a journalist, a fanzine writer. He had a fanzine called The Willy, the Willy Took, and... He was, he still is, a very, very strong supporter in the Oshawa music scene. He presently, well, presently, he's working at Cops Records, which is, um, it's, it's in an area where there used to be a very, very famous record store called Star Records, and um, he's carrying on the tradition of what record stores are. This record store is pretty cool. It's got a little live venue in the back, and they do shows, and it's, it's great. So here is Mr. Will McGurk on the Apple Out Podcast. Is that good enough for you, Kevin? Here we are. Are we on? Yeah, number three. Oh, recording. This is our third time. <laughs> is it our third time? It is our third time. Yes, it is. And we've it? almost come full circle. Yeah, we uh, came back to Oshawa. <laughs> we came back to Oshawa because we started out here and we were driving around. Well, no, no. The first time I came to your house. Oh, okay. Then we did one driving around the house and something went wrong with the recording. So I actually didn't actually put that up. No, that was like a video one. That, that was we a video doing. one. Yeah. yeah. And then, it was cool. Then was we that the did... same day? No, it's like so it's a months one. later, I think. And then we and then we did something up in up in my town at, yeah, at the bookstore. Yeah. And then now here we are. At Cops. Cops, Cops Records. Cops Records. Cops Records. We kind buy records. Very close to the historical spot of Star Records. Uh and for a while occupied that space. Yeah. Uh now this actual location is not the same location. It's close. Yeah, it is. Uh and and for me just actually uh it really is um sort of a full circle. Because uh, mm. when I first came over, I mean, if anybody's listened to the previous episodes of this series, <laughs> where we left off, <laughs> where we left off before, <laughs> it was um, I had come over from Dublin, uh, eighty four, eighty five. wasn't particularly fond of this city when I first came, and um, but after being here like for about a year or so, I stumbled across Star Records. Mm. Uh, I was looking for Durham College actually, and I and I instead found up in. Uh, in, uh, You're short in by a couple records. of kilometers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank God. So I went and I eventually ended up at Durham College, 
years later. But yeah, so I walked I, I walked in and I was in uh, Star Records, and then um, that's kind of where I met um, like this crew uh, here that I've been involved with for what thirty odd years now. Um, yeah, you know, long term friendships built around music and and live music and scenes and and doing things and and getting things done, and um, and then life just carries you somewhere else. Uh, but in my case, uh, it carried me all the way down to Toronto just for work but i stayed here in the city and uh and then just over time um this very random opportunity to come and work in a in a record shop came up and uh and i took it so like it, you know it really is i'm i'm exactly after all these years i have only moved two doors south from where i began <laughs> <laughs> i mean a lot, a lot of people can say that especially when you come yeah. from you know from very far away yeah and then your whole life is completely changed and then you just make a home and yeah. then, and then it all comes full circle. Like, cause not a lot of people can say that, huh. you know, no, yeah. nobody can say, oh yeah, I work now where I worked 20 something years ago, maybe even 30 years ago, mm-hmm. um, two, five cartwheels away. Yeah. What is that? 35 years? Yeah. Maybe 35 years. Yeah. That's uh yeah. So it's also stumbled and still, and still involved in music, uh, uh, and still, involved in community and outreach and and making things happen mm-hmm. um i'm still in touch with, with the scene and um yeah it's just you know i'm just i'm anchored here man and kind of, <laughs> it's weird i'm just not leaving i don't no. know i mean i might leave well, i might leave fine. tomorrow who knows no but, that's fine but yeah. it's it there is a nice nice yeah coming around and yeah and enjoying you know for the uh, re reappreciating the things you did when you, you were like 35 years ago yeah is yeah that it's it's a whole it's the same um, it's the same love. Like they don't change how record stores are put together. They're mm-hmm. stacked up. They're mm-hmm. categorized. They're put for sale. People buy and people come in and go, Hey, what's a good record? And you go, Oh, this is a great record. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they buy it. And that is to me the basis of all my early record purchasing is that mm-hmm. the guy behind the counter would tell me you need to buy this record. Oh yeah. Like yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And it was like my star. Uh, but cause when I started, um, I was looking for Canadian stuff. Um, so Mike had this Canadian section and I'm, you know, recent arrival. And so I'm thinking that you know, he's going to recommend all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the big stuff. This is what record stores do. Um, in a real sense, what an independent sort of like underground record shop would be. Uh, and that's what, that's what Mike's was. And, uh, and then, so I was listening to bands like, like the Gruesomes or something from mm-hmm. Montreal or Deja Voodoo from Montreal. And uh, well, I didn't know that they only had like, you know, a handful of fans, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. And that they were just starting out and they were just doing And I thought these were like, oh, this is, this is Canadian, you know, like capital C music. Yeah, you know? this is what, this is like this the is, rush of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? And, uh, and yeah. that's what it was. So I instantly sort of came in with this sense of, um, uh, just, you know, understanding that there's a, there's a very deep, uh, like deep stories around around stuff and around music and and because it was this, all this stuff was like it was all garage psych stuff right mm-hmm. uh, from that time and uh, but it was slightly beyond what I'd already been sort of listening to um, so I got on this I got on this trip of exploring this country which I thought I was doing um, through its music mm-hmm. you know and um, and that's that's kind of what I've been doing it's just you know this is where I I don't travel much um, but you know sonically. I'm all over the place, so I have a great sense of like what happens in Halifax and what happens in Vancouver and what happens in Montreal. Even though you know I've never—I mean, I've been to Vancouver, but 
Montreal. I've never been to Halifax, but I have a certain sense of what Halifax is just by listening to the bands over the years that have come from it. Yeah, you know? so, and you have a you yeah. have a backdoor entry to it rather than you don't just have Sloan. You don't just have no other like the mainstream. You have the 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 underground that became mm-hmm. the Sloans that became the whatevers and yeah and, and that is a good basis to start from because if you start from I mean we all can't start from like hey there's this little band called this and they became that and then mm-hmm. now they're every band that is this is because of that band yeah yeah and yeah. that is that is I think that the the architecture of what record stores are supposed to be mm-hmm. improve you know um, emphasizing on. Because if someone says, I like this record, and someone should be able to cut and go, yeah, the other two bands he was in before were way better, and here, let's go back here, and this is <laughs> this is where this band started from. Yeah, it's like, I used to have a t-shirt where it was like a music snob t-shirt I wore quite proudly. And <laughs> uh, and you know, like High Fidelity is such a great movie, and, yeah, and yeah. book and stuff like that, and that, what's that Jack White character? Yeah, and, uh, Jack, yeah. Is it Jack White? I think no, it's Jack, it's Jack Black. Black. Yeah. Right. I the confused the two of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, a great photo recently, a nice black and white photo yeah. of the two. Um, anyway, yeah, so, so you know, I I kind of, like, slip into that a little bit where I'm like, you know, some kid's coming up and he's buying a record and I'm like, you know, I'm, like, I'm going to say this quietly because I don't want, like, cops to know I actually do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not selling you that Genesis record. <laughs> you can put that one right back. <laughs> <laughs> what if they go, but my dad likes this? Yeah, well, like, all right. No, man, listen to, listen to music. Now, I even say it to my kids, too. Who are uh, you know a little bit older in the twenties or whatever around that, and uh, and they're listening to like Joy Division and Smiths, mm. and they didn't. I mean, they kind of came to it honestly. It didn't come come through me, because I was I had them listening to jazz and classical music growing up, and they've kind of stumbled on this. But I'm like, man, that music's like forty years old. Yeah, yeah. what are you listening to like right now? You got to the kids got to find either make their own music or find their own music that speaks to them about what's happening now, you know? Yeah. yeah. But and that's they, the other side of that. It's like, okay, you want to listen to this band, but you really should have listened to this band from like 20 years ago. Like you're like that, yeah. you know? That's, yeah. There's no roadmap. No. There's no roadmap. And with, with yeah. teenagers that I know, I have a, tw- I have a 16 year old. He will listen to things that pisses me off. Yeah. And that really? is classic. <laughs> and whether it, it doesn't matter what it is, it pisses me off. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. what are you doing this for? You know? And for me to go, oh, don't listen to that crap. I'm like, I'm not going to say that yep. because that's what old fathers say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So part of me goes, yeah, but you used to like this. Is me always going, you know, because I got him into like Green Day and I got him into sort of like power pop mm-hmm. and bad religion, sort of that sort of era of, of punk rock. Yeah. And he completely went against it. And now I hear in, the, in his in his room is he's playing American Idiot by Green Day. And I think that is the launching point of all <laughs> punk rock kids, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like from that era of the early 2000s that oh, yeah, people yeah. just started listening to that because that was their punk rock. Mm-hmm. And there was always that starting point. There's always that, well, what, what got you pushed over the cliff to get, you know what I mean? There's yeah, yeah, yeah. always that yeah. one band. Mm-hmm. It, and it's the unfortunate part of it. Sometimes it's not, it's not, I mean, there's bad intentions behind the marketing and the, the yeah. imaging and things yeah. like that. Yeah, I think all of that, for the most part, is, has somewhat disappeared. Like, even even the shop here, you know? Um, because, it, like, like we had to buy, like, we hear something, a rumor about a band, or, you know, here we're getting into back in the old days. Um, but, like, I mean, I would buy records based on album covers or yeah. a recommendation yeah, from, yeah. from Mike, you know, or somebody had said this one song, but you had to buy the whole thing to find out, you yeah. know. And because it's Oshawa, we weren't touring, you know, we were out of that, so no bands were coming here. 
except the super super starting out beginning underground ones you know or, which, which in itself is kind of cool yeah, yeah 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 um but right now i mean the kids you know they bounce on the spotify or or stream and a band camp or anything that sort of stuff and they go down these rabbit holes and they just sit there and they and they listen and uh and so they have as much music as they want so so to actually go out and and purchase something something physical you yeah. know that captures that uh is a real sort of sense of commitment to that sound you know mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and uh and they could so, so they could like they could really choose from anything so i think it is one of those things for artists to realize that you know when when the kids are actually coming into the shop and actually buying records um it's it's like they, it's they're doing it because they care yeah about the music it's you know the I mean? community too yeah, you know they what do i mean because they care yeah 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 the um, other side of it is when kids come in and buy a record they kind of want the guy behind the counter to go, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, right? Like, that's uh, a pretty good choice. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. A nice yeah. move on that one. You know what I mean? Because that's the validation. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like all yeah. young kids, you know, that are sort of a little awkward, that want to mm-hmm. come and do weird yeah. things like buy records from record stores. You know what I mean? Because yeah. let's face it. I mean, that mentality, it was sort of like, it's now somewhat sort of glamorized in movies like High Fidelity. Mm-hmm. And it's some, you know what I mean? In movies yeah. like in the 80s and, you know, I'm finding a lot of 80s trends are coming back mostly because there was that Stranger Things show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see kids mm-hmm. dressing like kids from the 80s now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's always that sort of like, I want a little bit of validation because I'm an awkward teenager. And mm-hmm. I want somebody to go, good move, good choice. And then, uh, and that helps your esteem. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? In a way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You were that guy. I was that guy. Well, you know, we're not that cool. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It was always that. It's hey, because there's a counter beat. You know, we're standing behind a counter. We have that automatic sort of sense of like, yeah, we know what we're doing, but really, I have a clue. Yeah. And, I, and I will tell you something, man. You know, uh, uh, I was kind of writing about music for for some time, and and in particular, you know, my speciality is was sort of like, obviously, Oshawa Durham, and and to a certain extent, like Peterborough and, and a bit of Toronto, and sort of that. Canadian sort of independent stuff that was sort of coming up because I yep. would just get those records and uh, and then you'd write about them and it was and and it's cool but you, they, they, they like Cops Records is owned by the Copples who are uh, uh, and their story is 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 stunningly yeah like it's so interesting but you know I mean I, I and we have another guy here who works at this store too and these two dudes who are like 60 70 right um, like have lived this for like 50 years so right. they so they know like everything no matter what it is like the most random thing <laughs> comes up in a conversation and martin and larry will be off on this tangent about like all the details around the production and who was involved in it and the sessions and and the story behind the individual songwriters and their own lives and i'm like oh, I, I don't even i don't even i don't even join into the conversations yeah. anymore because i don't i'm like goes too deep I'm just like I'm learning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm I'm listening. I'm like, that's fascinating stuff, and um, so yeah, so so you know, I, I mean, I may look like I'm the dude that knows what he's talking about behind the counter, but the actual dudes in this shop, um, I mean, I know I know what I know, and I know it quite well. Um, we got, we bought in a bunch of records yesterday because we buy records here at the shop. So I was getting records in on Fridays, and a whole bunch of this stuff came in. It was really rare, random stuff, and it was slow. And it was Eric Strip and mm-hmm. Moonsocket and Trush Hermit, like forty fives, and uh, wow. And these are the two dudes. 
we're like, we don't really know what these are. Yeah. And so then Step I, aside, boys. That's right. So then I'm like, I kick in and I'm like, well, let me tell you about Julie Duran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but that's your strength. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's my thing. We all can't be complete and utter, like, knowledgeable people, like, to go on Jeopardy and know every single yeah. thing about everything. Mm-hmm. You have to have your specific um, specification of where you yeah. are good at it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just sort of kind of good at everything. Yeah, I mean, no, that's they, sort yeah. of like a, that's a thing, right? You don't want to be, what do they call it? Jack of all trades and master that's of none. Man, no, man, just pick something and like, and just become that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that was one of the things even in, in like when we've talked about all of this sort of stuff uh, before is like, we, even when it came about music writing, like I had, I had pitched to the editors um, because they had asked about doing some entertaining writing um, in early 2000. Like I, I stopped doing it in the nineties and, and after the Wally took fanzine and stuff and, all that sort of stuff. And again, you go through cycles, Ash, which just kind of annoys me, so I step away from it for a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, then around about 2000s, um, start hearing like Arcade Fire and Broken Social Scene, and I think, oh, there's something happening, something's bubbling, you know? Yeah. I'm listening in on this. It's kind of cool stuff. And got talking to the editors at, at Metroland, and um, and they were like, yeah, we, you know, we were thinking about doing some online stuff, right? And uh, and I said, okay, I could, I could write for online whatever that is and uh, <laughs> yeah you know but but it was a bigger sort of idea of what entertainment was right to try and get those get those uh, uh readers and, and clicks and, and whatever that yeah, stuff is right of and and i was like like uh, there's no i can't like i can't i'm not interested in it uh i said but i but i think that there is something happening on a canadian independent level and in particular because it's we have oshawa durham here there's a lot of stuff that was happening here like timber timber and evening hymns and cut the duke and mark inside and anagram there was a whole yeah. thing that was happening here and uh so i said but i can write about that you know and uh and then and i did and then it was like weekly for like 10 years man yeah you know that i was doing that you know um so that's what i mean like that was the stuff that i just said that's my specialty that's where i am that's what i want to know about and uh and then you took the time i mean it's obviously how we met well, yeah, uh, yeah, back yeah. in back in those days when we had like fanzines that we were writing for and and, and bands that you were playing in and, and uh, sounding for and um and then like the dungeon and like, you know I mean like it was a it was a and moon room it was like a lot of really cool things happening here so so he was able to take all the stuff that was happening again and put it into the context of what had been happening prior to it like for twenty years prior to it right. from like Durango um or purple toes and Starkweather um you know and, and head and uh, what was, what was your band? Two, two line filler. Well, no. I was in two line filler. Yeah, I was yeah. in Trigger Happy, and I was in another band. But we came in from uh, Winnipeg called Red Fisher. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember so, Red Fisher. Yeah. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, and then, so then you're talking about these bands, and it's like, is there this sound to this area? And uh, I still think there is. I still think there's a little bit because, like, it's just an industrial sort of place. Um, you got this lovely bucolic Uxbridge sort of yeah, country yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? But then you have like this pretty gritty part of town where we are right now well, i mean black and sabbath they, came from blue collar roots i mean yeah, they're, they're pretty good off each other man. it does it yeah, totally yeah, and it's yeah. necessary and when you're saying all these things it makes me think that someone needs to be the the information holder and disperser of its specific um area yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and if you could almost organize with the dude from pickering or the dude from belleville or whatever uh-huh. we would have a pretty strong um knowledge and a mesh yeah. of information yeah. where it all feeds itself and because we need to be we need to be journaling things in mm-hmm. history for when the lights do go out you know oh, yeah, we man. need to be journaling mm-hmm. where we came from because i think that's lost yeah. with how 
the world moves so fast now that we forget where we came from. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's important that we have this basis of information that's easily accessible and we have a medium to do it. Yeah. We have a computer, we can go onto Wikipedia. But I think there might be some sort of, some truth there that we need to kind of figure out everybody's little part in all of this. And then maybe that is Wikipedia to an extent, but, but to basically drill down into specific how the music worked. Mm -hmm. Because art's pretty important and it's getting forgotten about lately. Yeah, yeah, and I think you you see more of that. I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a there's the market side of it where a lot of bands and and individual songwriters and stuff like that are putting out books, right? People yeah. are buying records or they're making films about things, and that's yeah. how they all get paid. Because people aren't necessarily buying. I mean, they're buying records at cups because you know cups is great. Yeah, <laughs> hey, but, bring uh, it back. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But uh, but you know, I mean, for the most part, you're not right. Yeah, uh, you're listening to it uh, somewhat free, uh, or somebody else is making money off it, and you're not. So, uh, and then there is this other side of the internet, you know, because I think last time we were on, we were discussing, got fairly deep, I think, in, in my kitchen about uh, McLuhan, who I'm, you know, a big fan of. Uh, and we're living in this sort of constant present, which is good because you're supposed to be in the present, you're supposed to be in the moment. But I think that, you know, you can, you can get so sort of like um, very present uh, into it that, that you forget your surroundings a little bit, you yeah. know what I mean? And you kind of get things out of context. And I think we all kind of do that uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? You're just, you're just online and you forget that there's people around you and you're listening to your music like super loud because it's coming out of your phone and you forget that there's somebody else sitting beside you right. doing something else, you know yeah. what I mean? So, so you kind of get, you kind of, like when you're not present, in the internet, you get very isolated, you know. Um, and there's also two different points yeah. of view with the same, the two different, well, the same point of view with two messages. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and it can, and it can, you know, it just kind of spins and you just constantly sort of off balance that um, I think you do sort of have to reach out a little bit to the past to just balance yourself a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's, and, that's uh, a very, yeah, it's yeah. an interesting look at it because you're right. We need to be able to, you know, touch on things that happened because historically speaking, what happened in the past kind of does happen again and mm -hmm. it always sort of perpetuates into the future yeah. so by being in the present you look in the past to know how we're going into the future yeah. to an extent mm -hmm. you don't have the whole um picture yeah but you have your roadmap in a way where yeah. you can say well hey man if we do this this is this happened mm -hmm. if we pollute our water streams and in, in oceans we are going to all die mm -hmm. and then we will have global warming and all the polar ice caps from them will all drown mm -hmm. so looking into the future Let's try to not make, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. thinking that's in a big macro look on the whole thing. But the same thing that comes with uh, musical music business or mm -hmm. any business, really, like artistic business. Because there's that fine line between making money and making the message. Mm -hmm. And then in there in the middle somewhere is, I don't know, the ethics of it all. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's kind of an interesting time for, for, for these kids, my kids, your kids. Um, do you find that? like fairly recently or maybe like last six months or so that your own conversation just as like a, a, a grown up an adult a dad or whatever mm -hmm. um it's just you're just more and more and more talking about the environment and and climate you know yeah. crisis and and everything is almost in the context of holy shit like the planet's on fire yeah, so yeah. You know, what am i doing and why am i doing it and, and you know and why how does it you know either help or hinder you, do you yeah. know why though I, my theories are you yeah. know why it's because there's an orange face monster saying it's a hoax <laughs> that's why everybody's like no 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 that guy who says uh, he called tim cook tim apple because he's he's fucking delusional mm -hmm. but but that's why it's because people are going people are denying this mm -hmm. saying it's a hoax yeah 
So yeah. and then scientists are going, wait a second, they're slamming mm-hmm. their fists on the on the thing, going, no, we have twelve years. We need to be twelve years. We need to be off fossil fuel. And we yeah, need to be we all in solar and wind. And we got to be away from mm-hmm. everything and to have electric cars. And 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 then that's why I think now because people are starting to ramp this up, saying this is a real issue. It I is, trust yeah. These and and anymore. and I think that you know those of us who have you know, and all of us actually, every single one of us has a platform, obviously now. Uh, the little thing in our pocket, um, mm-hmm. but it's also I think it's very important to sort of and not politicize things, but but to really put things like I mean as many times as you can and as often as you can to talk about the things that are facing us, such as climate crisis, such as like you know uh, our relationship with indigenous people, uh, all those things which are super 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 important right now, you know. And so it almost puts this you know the other stuff that we do and it, it's almost like it is meaningless. Yeah. You know I mean we've kind of been wasting our time. You know, on a bunch of stuff. Now, not music, because we know that music is like the great uniter. Um, and I, and I also, you know, uh, again, when you go back to to when I was deciding to write about just our local scene um, and not the bigger sort of stuff, I think we also have to be aware, you know, that the the orange monster, as you call him, uh, is just a distraction. You know, he's mm-hmm. just he's just that that Wizard of Oz behind there who's got like this big thing, and that's what we're all looking at. But meanwhile, you know. Back on Earth, the planet's been looted, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in a way, and uh, and I think that it's like, you know, I mean, people who take care of Donald Trump take care of Donald Trump, mm-hmm. um, and, but we have to look in our own backyard and make sure that any of that yeah. stuff doesn't happen here. Oh so, yeah. So we have to be like super vigilant and super on our toes and and super aware. So so that means, you know, learning about your community, learning about the people who are here, learning what's going on in your city, learning who your politicians are learning what their plans are for the city, you know? Yeah. And where all this, like, art and music and, and opportunity for your own self-expression comes from, you know? And, yeah. And I think that's, like, like if, anybody, if anybody's listening, kids, that's <laughs> what you should be doing. Well, <laughs> and it's a tough time yeah. to get that platform in that year. Yeah. Like, for I work in the Richmond Hills now city, by mm-hmm. the way, and the mayor comes in, and I call him Mr. Mayor, and we're on a first-name basis. All I call him Mr. Mayor. I know his name. Mm-hmm. But, but when I could say to him, yeah, it looks like uh, we could, you know what I mean? You give him a little, you just put something in his ear. Mm-hmm. And although he'll probably go, I don't care what you say, at least you have the voice to yeah. say something to the mayor of Richmond Hill. Mm-hmm. Nobody really has that, you know what I mean? Like that type of communication with, you know, the mayor mm-hmm. is, uh, or someone who's a little higher has some sway. Mm-hmm. That's a tough thing. And you only have voting and, uh, and possibly forums or uh, town halls or something, you put your hand up, but that's all the show. It's really tough for someone to really voice their opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think coming back to your writing is that you're just putting it out there and you're mm-hmm. going, there it is. Yeah. You can read it. And that's my voice. Mm-hmm. So whether two people or a hundred people or 2000 people read it, it's your voice presenting a, a case or a story or a, a point of view. And that's, yeah. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, and you know, in the sense of like music, because I don't make music. You know, I'm just I'm just in the music, and and you know, and when punk happened, um, it was that sort of sense. You know, late seventies, whatever, uh, early eighties. It was that sense that uh, they had a voice, and and they wanted to say what it was that they wanted to say. Yeah. You know, and how, however, they wanted to say is what they did. Right. Uh, and then that was kind of like uh, inspiring to all of us, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. we could say too, it's like, yeah, I have a voice and, and I'm going to put my own stuff out there. So, so even if you can't get a job on the radio, 
uh, you can do a podcast. Even if you can't get a job writing for a newspaper, you can do a fanzine. You know, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. You know, all the tools sort of became a little bit more sort of available to us. And uh, and if you didn't like what music you heard on the radio, you could just make your own music. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And 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 I think like that's that's the type of stuff. And you know, over time, it's like you know, I think sometimes you kind of lose that a little bit. And you get dominant and you start talking about other stupid stuff. But but I but I think uh, people's voices and people's stories, um, I think it comes from all this sort of stuff, the ability to be able to express yourself because of these great tools that we have available to us. Um, that's that's where it is, and that's the most empowering thing. And we have to, right now, uh, we have access to, like, so many stories. You know, yeah, like and so do you think we're squandering stories. this great opportunity in a non-regulated forum are we squandering this? Like, are we not taking full advantage of what that tool is because we're too dumb to figure out <laughs> how, to, how to harness it? And then we're also too afraid to regulate it at the same time. Because if you said your points of view, your points of view on the internet, yeah. I think that uh, the best color in the world is red. Yeah. People are like fuck you with your red. White's the way to go. And then like, wait a minute, no more statistically speaking. Yeah, you see, I don't get, see uh, my kids. What I've what I've sort of told them is that when somebody says something that that you um, that you disagree with, don't waste your time trying to explain to them yeah, why they're yeah. wrong. Right? But that's the problem. That's what we're doing. We're wasting. Yeah, people are yeah, wasting so, that. Yeah. Issue. So so I and I think that just comes from a sense of um, disempowerment. Like I mean, it just it comes from a sense of weakness when you're trying to dominate somebody with your own right. Own, own and you're faceless too, because all you have, and you can say whatever you, you want. You can be just like an egg yeah. face in yeah. Twitter and have the trolley kind of mm-hmm. mentality. And, and, it's, and it's the and it's the weakest way of doing things. So, so what I t- say to the kids is like, I'm like, keep asking them questions. So if somebody says, you know, no, it's red. I'm like, okay, why is it red? Yeah. Well, why do you think it's red? And and get them to explain to you their point of view. So stop being the talker. Uh, ironically enough, but, start listening and be the listener. Yeah. You know, and then just keep asking them and asking them and asking them. And if and if you're on the side of truth, eventually they'll run out of yeah. stuff to tell you. The truth will mm-hmm. prevail. You're yeah. right. You're yeah. true. And whether yeah. or not it's yeah. the the truth of it all depends on how you can frame that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have that tool. When you're twenty, nineteen years old, or eighteen years old, and you think, you know what, I think this, that, and the other thing. Like, really, your points of view going up against a person who's eighty-two mm-hmm. who might not have access to the internet. Mm-hmm. That's the wizards we need in our in a, to 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 hold some sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sort of touches on you got to sort of touch to the back to sort of see where the where the normal stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Like people are talking about. I read this a years ago where um, they're blaming the elderly people, like World War Two, post war World War Two people for polluting the planet with coal, and mm-hmm. and they go, yeah, yeah, but we used paper bags for our groceries, and there were so many other points mm-hmm. like we did this, and we didn't, you know, we rode bicycles, and mm-hmm. we, you know, there's certain things where you're like. Yeah, right. You go. Yeah. Baby boomers. Yeah. You you tell the people that oh yeah, well you we burnt coal, but we also were three billion people less. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. learn from our mistakes. That's yeah. why we don't burn coal anymore. So yeah. that's the yeah, I think it was another point. It's like we actually learn from our mistakes and change things, made change, you know. Yeah. We fought yeah. in wars at sixteen years old and things like this to f- fight for freedoms and Yeah. Uh you can't go around blaming anybody else, man. Because because yeah. it affects every single one of us. So there's so you know, Passing blame onto somebody doesn't doesn't help. It doesn't fix anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just gotta kind of look at yourself. Um, and I'm and I'm and I am fairly conscious, you know, of 
of this stuff all the time. I mean, because I've got kids are grown up into it and you can kind of see you're not looking after them anymore. They're out in the world. So you kind of have a sense that they're, they're sort of like, oh, this is what they're now faced with. Mm-hmm. And there's no point being guilty about it because none of us, I mean, nobody does anything purposefully. If we know it's going to damage the planet, we would have done something yeah. different, right? We just didn't know. Except for the hairspray, which we, we knew about. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't care. We just let our hair stick That's up. true. Went hard. And it was like, well, we wouldn't know how the ozone is fine. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, uh, but nobody's doing it. I mean, obviously, the, the, the thing is, is that there's a massive big machine out there, you know, yeah. who pushes it down. And, and we can all be super lazy and be looked after. And uh, we can sell that, sell that part of ourselves and have all this great convenience, you know. But it comes at a cost to somebody else on the planet. Yeah. Right? There's no point blaming any other generation or anybody else. Like, it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of conversation. Like, what you have to do is we have to figure out what, you know, not even take responsibility because it doesn't matter. Um, but it's just like, what exactly are you? You know, my dad used to say this to me all the time now. I'm, I'm, it's, he just came into my head. <laughs> like, what are you going, like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. and, and that was, that's something for me that's always been around. Every time I see anything around here, you know, I complain about the city of Austria, but it gave me a home. It gave me a place. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here, which is great. And, uh, and I appreciate it and love it. And, um, but when I, but when I, when I see something happening, you know, mm-hmm. there's something happening I don't like, um, you know, yeah, you can, we can, we can, we have a platform and we can talk to other people around us and, and whatever. But, but really it's like, what are you, like, what, what am I going to do about it? You know? Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing that for everybody is like, we all have to just, what am I going to do? You're not going to solve it. It's going to take a 150 years if we right. last that long. You yeah. Know I mean? But but what are you going to like? I think that's what it is in this context. Yeah, we've got somebody in 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 office and in other countries that are you know not great. You know, but what can you do like right here in your own backyard? You know, on your own city streets and your own government. You know, yeah. in your own community to make it better for the people around you. Yeah, you know? um, and yeah. I think that like, and I do think that to you know, I, you know, as much as people say, you know, the internet, you know, uh, Facebook, social media, there are all these negativities around. Of course, there are because it's it's new. We haven't figured it out yet. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, people all over the world are talking to each other, and meeting each other, and, and yeah. it, all the bad people are meeting each other. But so are also all there's the also good a, people. A greater amount of good happening. Yeah. Well, from my opinion, yeah. you know, there's always a little bit of bad and a lot of good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a singing karaoke app. Where we could be on either <laughs> sides of the world, and I could be singing, and somebody in How Taipei. How awesome is that, man? It's, it's unbelievable. Brilliant. But that, to me, yeah. on that basis of what we're talking about, that's such a good feeling. We're like, mm-hmm. I've met this complete stranger in Japan, and I'm basically doing chat roulette to sing mm-hmm. a song with this person, and then yeah. we're singing away, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it'll only take maybe a couple of months before somebody completely fucks it up by coming on with just a dick and a mic. You know, yeah. that's all it takes. You know yeah. what I mean? they have periscope periscopes the other thing someone's mm-hmm. managed to kind of screw that up too there's like to me i think periscope you should have an option you only want to see cameras facing out yeah not facing in because mm-hmm. the facing in things i have no time for someone to come up with their opinion about what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. i don't care but when somebody is videotaping something that's happening like a real world event that's mm-hmm. happening with their phone right then and there maybe with three seconds delay oh, yeah 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 that's the power of the internet to say, yeah. oh, wow, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. Now I know something's happening so I can actually go to my own avenues, go find out what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. That to me is what Periscope should be good for Yeah, in the live streaming and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there is so much, 
there's so much indifference with like you know how you know and that good unfortunately the good sorry the bad unfortunately outweighs the fact that there is good stuff happening there with is all of us. there is and 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 you know not not blame the media because there's no such thing as the media because we're all media now yeah um but I was watching the the CNN and um the interviewer was interviewing uh, Santana Carlos Santana and uh and she seemed incredulous uh when he was suggesting that you know we don't need borders. You know, he's because she was yeah. asking about border security and, and it's Woodstock weekend and, you know, just a, again, anchor where we are uh, and that date. And uh, so he was there because promoting something for some reason, uh, had him on. And, and it was like, yeah, man, like when you're when you're playing music, you know, you know, like when you're listening to music, you don't know necessarily who made it. It's yeah. just their voice. You know what I mean? So there's no not that physicality around it. It just kind of floats. And, you know, if you're a musician on stage, you know more than, than me. Uh, when you look out on a crowd, you know, you don't know, you know, who's good or bad or who's yeah. gay or straight or, Doesn't you know, matter. A, you have no idea. Yeah. It's just a gathering of people, you know, and, and, you know, obviously for certain reasons, we've gathered people and put boxes around them and put borders around them and we can govern them that way and, and all that sort of stuff. But, but online this is the great thing about it is like in that online environment, you know, like nobody knows anything about anybody. It's, it's a brand new piece of you know quote unquote real estate yeah uh, and you can and you, know, you can meet randomly like anybody you know if you don't like them you just you know, move the next person you know yeah um, yeah, yeah you meet people all over the world and you stay in touch with people all over the world like, and yeah. i think that's that to me is the biggest threat to the establishment right now is that we don't have to just look like we used to find a little club a star club where you meet like 20 people who are your best friends for the rest of life and you've all bonded over, yeah. over music and geography you know yeah um you can have like 20 great best friends and one that could be in like kenya and the other's in like new yeah. zealand you know what i mean yeah and, and and you can be you know you can they, they can be your bestest friends in the end you know what i mean and you've got so much in common with them and uh and that 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 globalism of a voice that globalism of of goodness um like it's i think that's what what santana was talking about um is like that's that like that's the hope i mean i mean, I mean that's the hope right yeah so, yeah and that so actually yeah. reminds me of something i want to talk to you after we switch the mics off because there is something that i have an idea i want to come up and talk to you about but there is like you say there's a there is an understanding that well i think as society changes about what they perceive as being live mm -hmm. you know like if i'm sitting here watching something on my computer screen that's actually happening what's what are the endorphins I'm getting from it? Is it really good? And I think the better the experience, the stronger a feeling you have for it. So the better, mm -hmm. you know, the better, um, better need to go do more of that. Yeah. For instance, you used to go to punk shows. I went to punk shows. I went to rock shows. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved every moment of it. I went to one last week. Enjoyed the fuck out of it. I got so much out of it, you know. Mm -hmm. But how do you put that back into where the box is playing the music to you, or the, and they don't really quite catch that. It's not quite, mm -hmm. it's there. Yeah. But if you really love that band, you watch them on YouTube or something, what are you getting out of this? Are you getting the same, are you feel like you're there? Or do you feel like, well, I was actually there at that. You know, if you see something that you were actually at, it's a better, uh, you know. I mean, if, I mean a rhetorical question, probably. Uh, 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 again, if, we, if you just put it into sort of context, um, would it be the same thing when recorded music came around? Yeah, you know, so, yeah, a lot of people said recording music is nev never going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. The live experience is, yeah, is where live things go. And everything, and then all of a sudden it's recorded. Yeah, 
and and then it's on this and it's on this record and and again it's like it, it's captured and then you put but you don't have to be at the show to listen to the music. You mm -hmm. can listen to it in your house. So yeah, so, yeah. So it's not the same experience, no. But if right? you now go, if you go to put a record on the turntable, there's a yeah. whole thing. You take it out, you smell yeah, the vinyl, you yeah, put it on the spindle, and yeah, you give it. A, I know, man. I know. And it's then you give weird. it that. That's the. But that's what's been created. That's the. That's the feeling and the endorphins you get from putting a record on. You know, and I've always said, well, you know what? When I'm listening to my iPod in the forest, mm -hmm. one might say I'm appreciating the music more than sitting in a couch listening to on the records. Mm -hmm. But it, that's the culture that's created from roaming music in your ears, where you yeah, can yeah, just yeah. walk around mm -hmm. or drive in a car and listen to stuff in such a high fidelity. I mean, AM radios, first car I ever had, had an AM radio in it. Mm -hmm. It sounded like garbage. But then we started getting nicer, you know, to get that feeling of, yeah. to feel the music better. Mm -hmm. But we're at this weird crux now where it's like, there's bands out there who could just just do streaming. Like Sean Mendez could do mm -hmm. a live stream, have 20 million people watching yep. him and make way more money. Mm -hmm. You know, monetize more. Because he's playing one show to 20 million people as opposed to playing 20 shows to 100,000 people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's the, the math, the equations, and the optics are, are different. Mm -hmm. But you're watching it through a little tiny screen and you're not yeah. getting that experience. And then the theaters have tried, like Broadway has tried to stream stuff to movie theaters. Because mm -hmm. then you're on a big screen and you can kind of see what's going on. Still not there. No, you see, I think, I think what we're, because, what you know, we're all punk rockers, right? Is the, the art is not delivered to you on your terms. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't get art by sitting on your couch. You know, you get yeah. convenience, right? You get industry is people choose you and they give you what it is that you want. You won't get challenged, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and and so art is is just the voice of the person who's uh, whoever's making whatever it is, and they're making it for their own reasons. Sean Mendes, great Durham Region cat, uh, mm -hmm. one of one of uh, the big crew, which is great, and he's doing great stuff. Um, I don't really listen to him. Uh, I I don't see any need to. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I have, yeah. I have access to... Your to, kids are grown to, up. That's why you don't have to. I, 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 <laughs> he's never suggested I interview him. Or me, on the other hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that... But the thing is, is that we... You know, when we got into all of this, it was all those people. Again, it's that individual voice who's saying what they want their way. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. You know, you had to get up and go out and get a record. You had to get up and go out and... Yeah. And and you know see a show. Uh, I don't think it's it's just a completely different experience. But but if you're just going to be sitting at home waiting for you know like Uber music to arrive, yeah yeah yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. it's just like I mean you, like nobody's going to make it. And 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 I don't want to listen to people who are just making stuff that per, that they figured out through algorithms that I will like. You know? Yeah yeah, like uh, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, I I want randomness. I want challenge. I want new stuff. And, um, and, and, you know, so, so I don't mind, I don't mind digging for stuff. I think, mean, I think, I think, I think the idea of digging for art and looking for art and seeking it out, like that's like, that's a much way better way of living than, than thinking that somehow or another is just going to be delivered to you. Cause, I mean, totally. cause it's not, man, you like, you, like, it's just, it's just not going yeah. to be, um, just to go back onto the, onto the vinyl stuff, um, uh, Where are we uh, now? Right now? Oh, right, right. Cops Records. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Cops Records. <laughs> we we buy records. What, three really? locations. You sell them too? Three locations. One at Denford, one at Queen, and yeah. one in Oshawa. Whoa, three. Three locations. Nice, handy. 
Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, no, word from our sponsors. Um, <laughs> that was too late. We already got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got them already. But the thing about like the records, uh, and you know, I have some records, right? And but I got rid of a lot of records when I was younger, and I had CDs and all that sort of crap too. So, um, but what it does is it it puts you again back in that moment, back in the present. It's purposeful that you you do that journey around the music you know it's kind of like a bit of a zen thing it's a bit respect for the thing you take the you take the object yeah you know you put it you you spend time with it you know and and then you sit down and then you and you listen to it and you commit yourself to it yeah you know and i think that's what it is and in this very very busy world where we don't have to make any commitments to anything about anything anymore we can just switch channels out on all different levels and, and metaphorically switch levels and switch channels on a bunch of other stuff um with the record it's kind of like you've gone out of the way you care enough you care about the art you you're interested in just spending time with that voice and and i think that's the greatest thing and i think that's like what like people who are buying vinyl yeah um are doing or cassettes you know whatever and no, there's no, always, no. you know there's all this sort of stuff people but but i don't think it's necessarily delivering it because it's a very inconvenient way i've worked at this record shop now for several months and i would tell you that mp3s are a lot lighter to yeah. carry than record. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm practically bulking up here. You know? I, yeah. I'm fit from carrying records all over the place. But um, uh, it's like, that's what I get from people around here. It's it's the actual, like, they, they really, really care about the music. They care about the artist. Yeah. You know, and, they, and, they'll, and it'll be, and it's inconvenient for them to do so. So that just means that they, you know, they really do care about it. It's true. Know? That's so, true. They're willing to yeah. put the work in to yeah. to keep these and take up all the space in their rooms and things That's like right. that. Yeah. And then while you're talking, I just came up with a small theory as to why people listen from front to back on vinyl. Yeah, because you have to get up to change the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have, and there's a, just a little inherent fee fear that you're gonna you're gonna get the, and scratch it while you're trying to lift the <laughs> yeah. needle up. Yeah. There's just this little fear of something of screwing mm-hmm. something. You know what? I'll just let it play. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's going to be scratchy, scratchy. But, but, but I think again, like it, it, it puts you in that headspace where you're committing to the physical world, and you're and you're stepping out of that, and it is still present. Yeah. But you're stepping out of that kind of like that, you know, internet where you click, 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 yeah. click, scroll, 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 and you're not, you're not paying any attention to anything, man. You all know that we're on our Twitter feed waiting it, for somebody to, yeah. to say something about us, and sure. then you stop. And um, but but this is like you're purposely getting up and going out you know even if it's in your own room right from one side to the other you know putting on headphones and sitting down and just going deep into something and i I think that because we've been living on this surface world surfing along the top of everything um that i think it's time for us to start diving deep into into things yeah yeah yeah. you know and my my thoughts were that if there's a process of listening to records and Mm -hmm. there's there's a bit of a you know, uh, a feeling of like, this is how I do it and this is what I do. But that, you can't recreate that on your turn, on your computer. You yep. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and if you could, it wouldn't be the same. No, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. if you want to go see a performance 100 years ago before records or 120, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you go to the show and you dress up and you go see the show and you put your top hat on and, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and in other thoughts, that's when people used to fly, like in the 50s, they would dress in their Sunday bests. <laughs> you know, you look in the airport now, this guy with flip-flops with his feet coming through your seat, you know, it's like, there's no real, mm-hmm. um, there's no real uh, attachment to it. Mm-hmm. like 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 that yeah 
So, but if you said to some people, hey, this is going to be a classy flight. We're all going to dress up in tuxedos and wear top hats and fly. I would imagine it would be the closest thing to flying in 1955 that mm-hmm. you'll ever get. Because you'd be looking at everybody, they're just dressed to, to yeah. the nines. But that's sort of what we're kind of doing with records in a way. We're yeah. sort of like, we're, we're going through that motion that our fathers did or their fathers did that they, you know, they dust the record off, they read the album artwork and then they put the record on and then they have this yeah, experience. That's right. And it's, and uh, you know, it's an artful experience, yeah. you know, and to go back to like the planes and stuff, you know, um, there was that uh, resurgence of, of um, like, uh, it's not air hostess anymore. What do you call them now? Um, uh, um, yeah, yeah, the not the stewards, yeah, not stewardess, the, not yeah, the stewards and stewardesses, flight attendants, flight attendants. That's what they're called now. Yeah, you and, insensitive uh, bastard. I am, I am. <laughs> but I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, but 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 you know, of dressing up and and wearing suits and having hats and kind of going back to that sort of fifty things without all that negative sort of crap around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, but the but, hatred. But bringing bringing back the the art of it, like just that yeah. artful experience, and that's that's the same thing with the vinyl records. A lot of lot of records being put out, a lot of time spent on, right. on the actual on the sleeves and and a gay folds, and right. you know, there's there's an art to it, and it opens up, and it's kind of fun, and and there's, it takes it it takes it to a place that you can't do it with an MP3. Nope. You know, you can't. But even it, if you, you tried, an MP3 sign, yeah. For instance, know? if you went yeah. down there and you had sold USB sticks and it, it looked like a record, it would be like, "What the? F- what are we yeah, doing yeah, here? Yeah, Why yeah. are we doing this?" Mm-hmm. Well, we're trying to recreate the feeling. Like iTunes tried to do it. They're trying to make all their like years ago. They tried to reinvent iTunes, so it was mm-hmm. like going through records. So when you're doing, it, even like you're flipping through records, That's and right. that yeah, just died in the water because yeah. people realize, you know what? It's a whole different thing. People aren't really interested in that. They want their records. They get their records. That's right. You know, and yeah, so so it calls people. We got to uh, cull people, um, or, uh, like cull the experience, and and that's like I said, this is what this record shop is. I mean, you know, people are not randomly coming in here; they're purposefully coming in here, and yeah. then they're going to purposefully do what it is with their records. Go home and you know, sit out in the backyard and set it all up, and they've got like big speakers, and they've got like the whole set. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like it's a, like it's a massive investment that they're doing. Is that you? You have time? Sorry, I cut you off there. Yeah, no, we're, we're we're having this random sort of like sign language thing. Yeah, um, yeah I should. I just have to be aware of. Uh, no, no, that's great. What if you're someone like stick them up, give me all your money? We we'll just stay up here. Let's keep it quiet. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the lights out. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. man. Well, you know, I, uh, we I, we yeah, wrap up. Yeah. We should, yeah. Because we can talk for hours. Folks. I know, and I love having streaming. you on the show for that mm-hmm. reason. I mean, we should yeah. just do our own show and, you know, bore the well, fuck out of people didn't weekly. Didn't we talk about that? We already? did, actually. I think we yeah. did talk about that. But I think, you know, having you on the show, because of the region we live in, mm-hmm. the problem, like, and it comes back to podcasts, and I'm going to wrap this up as fast as I can. Yeah. But I think the problem with podcasts is that they're global. So we can talk about Europe, we can talk about Australia, we can talk about all sorts of things. And what kills podcasts Yeah is regional podcasts. There's a friend of mine started one in, in Kitchener and it's like talking to people from Kitchener. Yeah. And I think that kind of killed his podcast because he's like, he ran out of people to talk to. I, you see, I love that. I, I know. I, I've been writing uh, about this place for like 35 years. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and rarely have written the same thing. Um, but you're you know. writing, you're writing points of view that are global. You're not writing, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. There's, there's a, a global, there's a yeah. global backbone to the whole thing. Yeah. Where if you, if all I did was speak to people in this region, it would have to be a very serialized type of podcast. Mm-hmm. Where I would expect only people in the region from 
sort of mid Toronto to possibly Coburg to really listen and appreciate. Yeah, you see, I see. I don't. I don't think that. I think because if you drill down into the individual, you find the universal, right? And yeah. Then, so everybody all around the world. So, uh, and this is this is the great thing, and this is this is this is the great sort of like you know you can weaponize it for good, mm-hmm. um, because we can talk about stuff, but we can talk about the fact that we live in a town that's got a lot of issues, got a lot of social issues, right? Poverty issues, homelessness, you know, drug abuse, and then, like uh, all that sort of stuff. There's every town in. And Everywhere it has that. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and we can talk about the solutions to it, you know? Uh, we have a community space here at Cops, you know? And there's a, there's a great community art street across the, across the way. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's outreach and, and there's, you know, there's support and, and, and we're trying our best. And, and when we talk about those things, then they're relevant because, I mean, yeah. that's what I listen to. I listen to what people are doing. What was that, that place? Medellin down in Colombia where they change things around through yeah. art and, you know, other places around the world that are looking to their artists for, um, for, for solutions uh that's the stuff that i listen to um mm. so and i think there's a certain sort of universality in that so even though we are talking about oshawa Durham and there's specific stuff around here and there's specific bands that come from here and there's a specific sort of sound that seems yeah. to come from this area um it's still it's still of interest because people are all over the world and oshawa's got a very large diaspora by yeah, the way. yeah a lot of people move away from oshawa no, that's true so, you know uh, and, and yeah. some do come back you know and yeah. you're a testament to that yeah. and you know what it's a, it's a, it's a very strong feeling of just being at home again, you yeah. know, like, cause you know, and that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's, you know, I mean, there's, we're surrounded by circles here right now at the moment and, uh, you know, because of, you know, vinyl records on our wall and, and I do think that the circle is one of those symbols right now that we need. And my journey has been a full circle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that we need to sort of get rid of this hierarchy, this pyramidal hierarchy. We've got somebody at the top, like dictating everything and all that stuff flowing downhill mm-hmm. is that we need to flatten things out, which the internet does and, and, uh, dem- democratizes things. And then we just all need to get back into being inside a circle, you know? And, you know, I mean, there's a much deeper metaphor yeah. to vinyl records on that, yeah. you know, um, you just come yeah. up with that? Yeah, I think I just did. No. That's pretty. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> well, thank you. But well. it is. But that symbolism yeah. of the circle is what yeah. we need. Yeah. So. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. I, uh, you know, always, always a good chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy to do it anytime, man. Come back next week. I will. Cops records. Right. What, what do we, we do here? We buy records. Do we sell them too? We do. We sell. Oh, we sell okay. records. Yeah. How many do you sell more than you buy? Because that would be a good business model if you did. I don't know if it comes down to volume. Okay. You know, there's certain records that are just, oh, man. Yeah. I didn't even tell you. Yeah. Uh, we had a dude come in, um, just a quick coda story. Um, a couple of weeks ago, he brought in a record uh, by an usher band called Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, super rare records, a band from around here, Bob Bryden's in the band. And um, it started this stuff. And, and he, had, in the 60s, made this record, had started a band, got, got stuff out there, and it became, I think, super popular in Germany. I anyway, mean, it's a super rare mm-hmm, record. Mm-hmm. It's very, very pricey, mm-hmm. right? And uh, this dude walked in with it, and uh, he was just showing it to us. He bought it. He had it. It was $2,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. He, he bought it for $2,000. And uh, I got talking to him, and uh, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I haven't even, like, never even seen this record. So we put it on. We had a listening party in the shop. Oh, wow. Even that? For a $2,000 record, you guys put it on the... Oh, yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was really good, very generous. And, uh, and I had messaged uh, Bob Bryden, um, who's still around. He lives in Hamilton. Uh, to tell him I sent him a picture. Look, we're, we're listening yeah, to your yeah. record from all that time ago. And uh, and he had said that somebody had offered him like four grand for the record. Wow. So, you know what I mean? You know, 
So it's not necessarily so it's the collectability. Volume. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that people want these things and they they will. I mean, there's an artness to it, um, uh, and people want it for whatever reason they want it. It's not gonna be know? four thousand dollar MP3 out there. No, you ever. Know, it, like, Never. You know, like ever. Yeah. You know, even my iPod is like <laughs> not worth anything. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay, buddy. Mr. Will McGurk of Cops Records and just a supporter of the Oshawa music scene. Just a supporter of the Oshawa music scene. Will, thank you so much for doing the show. A pleasure and an honor, as always. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the show on Amazon by shopping on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and help the show out. Go to appalock.ca slash Amazon or appalock.ca slash Amazon. And... Um, yeah, do that. Cost you no extra money. Thanks to everybody who helps me out on Patreon, too. Go to patreon.com slash And, yeah, that's it. Next week, I have the band Bracket. I have Zach and Ray from the band called Bracket. They are old, old friends. I did sound for them in the 90s on one of my like early touring days. I was touring with us in a few. I actually ended up playing bass in Bracket for like one show because Zach had his arm broken. And you'll actually hear more about all of that next week. Right? So tune in next week and enjoy yourself. Have a great week. Okay, everybody? Bye.